Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Gestalten. My name is Eric Galina, and I'm here with my colleague Martin Groschwald. Hello, hello. Or Ni Hao. Ni Hao. <laughs> Ni Hao from Shanghai. We are reporting live from the Shanghai Auto Show. I think this is the 19th edition of this 18th, show. 18th. 18th. So it's it's fairly new by auto show standards, um, but it's a big one. It's it's a massive one. Um, there's eight halls here. Um, some of the halls have two floors. S some of them are not all manufacturer halls, like not all car makers. Some supplier halls, but still, it's vast, and um, it's it's a very important show in a very important car market. Yeah, if you if you've ever been to Frankfurt, this is bigger than Frankfurt. Oh yeah, like you know we. We were joking actually when we first arrived over here that for Frankfurt this year we're going to take these little kickboards slash scooters <laughs> because we're too lazy just to wander around. We should have actually done that here because um, the, the, it's not just about you know how many halls it is. It's just the, the sheer size of the hall. So this convention center from you know what we've been told by our colleague Daniel is apparently the biggest of its kind in the world in terms of square meters and stuff like that. And You can see that this is a humongous place. Um, you know, I've never seen that many car manufacturers in one specific area, and it's really, really impressive. Oh, absolutely! What's going on here, and it's a testament of what's happening in China. Still, um, it's not slowing down. Quite the opposite, actually. Uh, and you know, we, we we are quite impressed. I think it took us a little bit to actually get through the show and. You know, find our like you know most favorite places, but at the same time, there's so much to talk about here, and we will not be able to talk about everything. That mm. would be impossible. So we will be focusing on you know what we think is the best stuff, maybe like the most surprising stuff as well, and you know some of the stuff, especially from a Chinese perspective, that has some you know a connection with Europe might be a studio or something like that so you know um, we'll we'll see we'll see how this uh, this review goes but let's let's start with we're here in hall 7.2 which is the second floor uh, right over here is Nissan but we're sitting here at a very very Chinese brand uh, which is called Venusia which doesn't really sound very Chinese but at the same time it's owned by Dongfeng and This is one of the things I think we can discuss right in the beginning is, you know, you have these big manufacturers like GE and Dongfeng and all these kind of guys, but they have millions of sub-brands and we see here how many sub-brands they have. Yeah, no, there's definitely a lot of manufacturers, a lot of sub-brands off of the back of manufacturers, a lot of joint ventures. I mean... So, like, as you alluded to earlier, there's there's been a kind of slowdown in sales, But just because it's not doing this anymore, it's not doing this. <laughs> so it's just not the same level of growth that we've seen. But I think there's 496 like vehicle manufacturers, um, some startups, and EV is you know really the name of the game here. Electric vehicles in China is really running the show. So there's a lot of new EV brands um, and just brands that you know you've never heard of and. The thing is, walking around this show, like like you said, I mean, there's there's a lot of manufacturers that are showing things that are, you know, perhaps relevant to the wider kind of world. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of very China-centric stuff being shown here, um, and so 
you know, there's a lot of specific car makers that are showing things specifically intended for this market. As you mentioned, we're on this Venusia stand, which is a very Chinese brand. And it's not a brand new brand. It's been around for a little while. I remember coming here 10 years ago and seeing Venusia. Um, it's a very Italian kind of name. But um, it, what I've noticed walking around this show is not that, you know, there's cars specifically, not only that there's cars specifically intended for this market being developed, but also that the Chinese, even the startups, um, and some more than others, uh, are really doing a great job communicating design very well. And yeah. it, it, I think it has to be said that for the most part, these design organizations and these companies are run by uh, Westerners. I think, you know, they are really putting in their salt and really making things that uh, are showing through. I mean, you know, because some of these stands, the way that they're laid out, I've been looking at stands a lot this, yeah, this yeah. trip, um, and they, you know, there are just some, some ways that, you know, Chinese vehicle manufacturers choose to display their vehicles, which is um, very uh, atypical to what you would find in a traditional motor show. I mean, there's I've got a few gripes, which we'll get yeah. into later. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely been a huge leap forward in terms of uh, design execution and quality as yes, well, yeah. I would say, from the Chinese automakers. It's no longer like, you know, copycat nation. There are still, obviously, certain bits which remind or have been influenced, shall we say. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've seen a few funny ones. Yeah, the, 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 you know, like we're not yet in that kind of age where we say, you know, China is not copycat you know, country anymore. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's less so. I would say. I mean, yeah, they're finding their own feet, and and, and and I think this comes a lot through the branding perspective. Um, especially, I think the, the the front runner with everything that's going on here in China with branding is Geely, and they have a huge stand, obviously, just down, you know, a few meters down here. But what they're doing with the branding is actually quite impressive. I mean, we've seen that with Lincoln Co., where they've done an exceptional job. They have now, you know, launched this new brand called Geometry as well. Um, but Geely itself as well, also like, you know, the communication that's going on with Lotus at the moment is it's becoming much more professional. It's becoming much more, you know, very target oriented to like, the audience that they actually want to sell those uh, products to. So you can feel that here as well. I think, you know, the, you know, some, some, some stands are still very flashy and there's a lot of like, you know, chrome or gold and stuff like that. But I, if, 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 if you would ask me about, you know, what the brand image wants to be over here in China, it's about the cool young hip um, you know public that they want that they want to attract nowadays and this is really impressive because I think if if we compare that to you know when we were in Geneva for example which was extremely conservative compared to what is going on here the Chinese are going for the right people and I think you know you see that struggling a little bit with um, the European brands in particular I think you know Mercedes was quite old school Porsche was in their general kind of style. Um, obviously, they have the brand name to them already, but, you know, are they really going all in in terms of what they want to do? I'm not so sure. And I think, you know, to get more into this kind of Chinese market and, you know, avoid this kind of downfall of sales, as you mentioned earlier, I think, you know, they will have to adapt much more than they, than they are doing now. And the brands over here are becoming much stronger. You know, we've seen that with Neo, for example, as well. That's going to be interesting to see. And I think, you know, kudos to the Chinese. I mean, you know, we've, we've, we've actually been looking forward to go to Shanghai for the show. But this was a good one. I mean, this was, you know, really impressive in terms of what's going on here. And 
you know, compared to like, you know, last year in Beijing or two years ago, this was a massive step forward for all these companies. And, you know, like Europeans, watch out. If those companies want to come over to Europe, they will not be like, you know, your little, I don't know, like a Dacia uh, contender. They will come in with a proper brand and they will come in with a very good communication strategy. So, you know, that's going to be interesting. U.S. market, of course, the same. Yes. No, I mean, there's there's definitely, like I said, I mean, there's some Chinese automakers that are definitely a force to be reckoned with. Um, you know, Geely, some of these brands that are, you know, having other numerous other sub-brands below them and partnerships indeed mm -hmm. with uh, with other reputable automakers like Lotus, like Volvo, for example, um, are, are really making great strides um, in terms of their branding, in terms of their visibility, in terms of what it is that they're offering. Um, but also, you know, there's certain things where, you know, and in China we've seen this before, it's, there's really a lot of things being developed very, very quickly. Yeah. And, you know, we've seen it in just in this city alone, you know, where the uh, skyline of this city has evolved uh, at such a rapid rate. I mean, and, you know, even 10 years ago or, you know, the, it looked different, right? There's just buildings <laughs> popping up like... Yeah, and it seems like every single day is a new one. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, there's so much construction going on, and so and it's developing so quickly, and so the the the, the brands as well as are developing now. The the geometry brand, the new one from Geely, um, you know, is something that I think was developed very quickly, yeah. and it was, um, and it also, you know, I, I think there's there's a little kind of side note here to mention is that um, some names sound cool in Chinese which is why they use them. In Mandarin, um, you know, geometry sounds different. Somebody told me what it was, camera buena. Uh, it's a uh, ji-ha or something. Like, it sounds pretty cool. Um, and so we've seen a lot of vehicles, like, um, you know, there was one, like, a Toyota CHR, uh, which hasn't been entirely renamed. There's a few vehicles like that that have different names, like the Chevy Trailblazer, for example, is here as a CNR carry-all or something. I mean, it's so the same vehicle basically identical mm. just has a different name now getting back to Geely put that side note away now um, they it seems like they really needed you know an electric brand to kind of move forward in terms of emissions and all of these things that people are doing now in terms of really just getting on board with what's happening in this industry which is electric 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 I mean that there's no more is that more obvious than in this country I mean electric is yeah. huge and so they jumped in with this new brand, but they're using an existing platform. So I think, unfortunately, um, that car is a bit hampered by that. You know, of course, companies spend a whole lot of money developing, um, you know, architecture and platforms. And so, you know, when they can't just develop a new platform, it's extremely cost intensive. So they, they don't, you know, they can't afford to develop an entirely new platform, but they need to launch that brand. And so, unfortunately, I think from an exterior perspective, because the interior on that car is actually very, very nice. Um, I like the screens. I like the way that everything is kind of laid out. I like the material usage. I like the overall feel and the material, yeah, the quality of, of the interior. But I think, you know, in terms of an all-new kind of electric vehicle, for mm. example, it's not utilizing a ground-up, um, you know, new package, which would really enable better proportions in that vehicle I think this is the downside on kind of like not the downside but this is still where the branding issue comes uh, you know comes comes into play very very hard is how to communicate your brand properly and I think with the geometry brand the Geely we see that very very closely it looks a bit like a Geely the logo is a Geely logo but just in silver so mm. you know there's not that much difference to that and I think 
Will those sub-brands all survive? No. Why do they do that? Well, it's because of company, uh, government incentives. Yeah? So they get money because they're making new brands that employs people and stuff like that. You know, So there is a certain kind of business sense behind that as well. But I, I think you're absolutely right. And especially if we look into the other GD cars, go into like the design side from that side, they have this one concept car. It's called the, pre- uh, the Preface. Yes. Um, which, uh, if you look it up online, it has this really nice blue turquoise color and this one is actually really really good it's it's a really really nice concept and it looks very much production close uh, obviously not with the doors because it has like you know the suicide doors and that's not going to happen uh, it obviously doesn't have a b pillar either so you know that's the concept car bit of it but everything that they're doing at the moment is really interesting from that perspective and that is a really really good show car and uh, you know, it's good stands, the wheelbase is looking really, really good, the overhangs are not extreme, it's just really well designed. But again, then comparing it to the geometry brand, it's just like, well, why can't you not do that for something new? Like, you know, like, you, you are definitely capable of developing, like, you know, a language and developing the language further. We've seen that with Lincoln Co., we've seen that with Geely as well. So why rush with geometry? Exactly. It's, it's you know, you've seen the capabilities that those companies have and the, the sheer talent that those companies have. But it's sometimes, I don't know if it's about top-level execution or if it's about something else, but, you know, it holds the design side, unfortunately, back a little bit. And this is where then these copycats come in as well is because then the top-level says, like, oh, you know, we like this car, so do that as well. Um, so Geely has the upside and also the downside as well. Um, but from my perspective out of the Chinese ones um, Geely is on the very top level of, uh, of design from a Chinese perspective I think maybe BYD can can move into that kind of direction they have had some good stuff recently but Geely is I think the best one at the moment from a purely China only uh, perspective hmm. no, I, I don't disagree I, I think the preface show car is very very nice um, if, if that had been the new, um, you know, geometry brand, it would have been a different story. I mean, the, the, at the okay. moment, the, 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 the stand, it must be said, though, I mean, the stand, the geometry stand is crowded. Like, there are so many It looks many like people. an Apple store as well. If you yeah. look into it, like, you know, it has the, if you've ever been to an Apple store, it has these, like, you know, wooden tables there, like, super simple. They have exactly that in there as well, and then there's only the cars, so it's mm-hmm. a really nice stand, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, only, it's, it's only two cars, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely packed. Yeah, one on the ground floor, and then one on, the, on an elevated level where people are kind of shooting video, and um, that is uh, a very crowded stand, but I think, you know, if, that, and that preface concept is very, very nice. Um, I love the detailing. I like the headlamps. I like the grill. I like what they've done in terms of, you know, the, proportionally, it's, it's brilliant. Um, unfortunately, and this is one of my gripes that we're going to talk about because there are a few um, in terms of, you know, just general access. Now, in, you know, this is not uh, Shanghai 10 years ago. Yeah. The stands are, have evolved. It's way nicer, way better laid out, um, everything like that. However... Um, the biggest issue that I that I'm finding that I'm having here is access. So if you look at some of these cars, they're behind they're behind like plexiglass. Some of the plexiglass isn't even transparent. You cannot enter. Like even there's a new Toyota Rav4. They've got it on this stand. Doors locked. Yeah. There's no interior access. Some of these show cars 
don't even have interiors. So that preface concept has an interior, but you can't get anywhere near it. So you yeah. can't see it. You know, you can't experience it, and that is a really a crying shame. But in 2019, to make a, an exterior only um, concept car, it's like, come on, guys. I mean, really? Like that's like the dark ages. It's not 2019. And 2019, the interiors should be the ones that are on and, show. And also on top of that, I think what we've, you know, what we've observed in in the cars where you were able to go a little bit closer to was one very very interesting thing in my opinion is that they're not using proper screens yeah so the actual building quality of a lot of these show cars or concept cars you know is nowhere comparable to what we have seen in uh, you know Detroit even um, even with uh, you know Geneva and I'm pretty sure what's going to happen in Frankfurt as well and this is quite of a shame because it destroys the illusion a little bit um, and one, one also has to say, I mean, you know, Chinese car shows are notorious for being super packed on press days. So usually what happens is to give you a little bit of an insight on the first press day, which was yesterday on Tuesday, usually everything is open. It's, you know, you can go pretty much anywhere you want. On the second press day, it's a bit more restricted. They're already preparing for the public day. So the problem that we have is like you know we felt like we were on the second press day on the first day already because you couldn't really look into the things even if you have access with you know the bosses themselves they were just like no you can't go in there it's like guys what's, what's going on like you know and this is uh, let's say mostly the Chinese companies I think with the European ones it's not a problem uh, you know you were easily able to sit in the Audi for example and yeah that was that was an exception I mean you know I, I went there and you know I, I I knew the designer, like, you know, they invited me over. I went in there and I did a, a video and things, which I'll be publishing shortly. But it's, 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 I'm even, you know, Western brands or Japanese brands, which are normally open. I mean, you know, you know that RAV4 is done. It's like, why can't they open the door? And even, you know, people, I think, would come to expect that, you know, maybe you can't sit in a concept car. You need people around, hovering around like they do in Geneva telling you no you can't sit obviously you can't just jump into a concept car which some it's crazy like even you know journalists that have been doing this for um for a living don't know this and still jump in and break things like they did in the uh, in the lagonda last uh, at the last show you know breaking th like the steering wheel off and it's like um but anyway regardless of that i still think that they should show what they're thinking about but at the same time and this is another thing you kind of have some reasoning um, as to why they're doing that. Let's not forget we're in China. And, you know, again, you know, it's changed drastically since I first started coming out here. Um, but there's still that kind of copycat element. There's still that, you know, I want to photograph every single nook and cranny and like, you know, we're going to um, reverse engineer this type of thing. And there are these fears. Now, if you go to NEO, for example, um, they have a concept which is called the E.T., which e is actually which, quite hilarious. Yeah, that's a ridiculous name. No, uh, it's, it, it means something, actually, because they have the E. Does it mean e extraterrestrial? It no, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> it, means, it, means, it means electric technology. Now, they have electric S-E-S, electric SUV. They also have E.P., electric performance. So this is technology. And now, that car actually is 90% done. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's definitely... China's Tesla answer, without a doubt. Um, Neo has that reputation. Um, 
but it's also very well done. It's very well executed. It's very clean. And, you know, I mean, there are mixed reviews. Some people are like, oh, it's boring or whatever. That's me. Um, <laughs> no, it could be. But I think it's very elegant. It's very well done. Um, you know, it, from an exterior perspective, there are certain elements which are quite cool. And, it's, yeah. you know, I, spoke, I spent a bit of time talking to uh, Neo's exterior design director. And, I mean, that car is 90% done, right? Um, it's pretty much there. Um, save for a few minor details like the ride height is like 25 millimeters too high um, the uh, wheel size is going to decrease by you know uh, one, mil- one inch instead of 21s or 22s rather we'll have 21s but regardless it's going to be the same now it's showing a new design kind of language for Neo um, and it's very clean and it's I like it it's got the brand identity in the front um, but the interior is actually done it's it's done. They're they just not. It. They're just not showing it. Yeah. Um, now, you know, I don't know internal reasoning why they are choosing not to show it. Could it be because they don't want somebody to come in, swoop in, and do it quick and start doing other things um, with that? But uh, the Neo stand was definitely one that blew me away, though. I Fantastic gotta say, stand. Um, it's showing you know Neo House, which is one of. I mean, they have 14 of these Neo houses spread across China. And, and um, that, it's, to me, is, is really, really a great way to differentiate from other brands. Now, if you buy a vehicle or you have one on order, you get membership. It's yeah. like, you know, to this club, to this Neo yeah. house, which has um, meeting rooms and, like, coffee shop and a daycare center. I mean, you, name it, you know, they have their own clothing or brand products in there. Yeah. And it's, it's incredible. And these things are massive. They're like the size of a small town. I mean, we are in the size of a small city yeah. right now. This uh, convention center that is it's huge. is massive. But that Neo House um, fitting in this convention center is is pretty pretty big. And and um, so it was really cool to see that actually, you know, an, an actual Neo House here. Um, and you know, so Neo brought everything. They brought like you know the, the power as well. They brought yeah, all, the cars. all sorts of new things um, and as well. But uh, you know, a lot of the old concept cars. So the EP9 is here. They have the ES. The Eve, the Eve is here as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Eve. Um, so you know the ES. Uh, you know SUV of course. The one that's out on the roads, which we've seen a few of here. Um, but yeah, I think Neo is. You know, and, and we've talked about this before. You know, in terms of like you look at some of the traditional automakers here and. Even though this is China and this is the world's biggest car market and this is really where you want to make it splash and show what it is that you've got going on, some of these traditional automakers still don't have even concept cars or new products. And they, of course, have to be here because they have to be here, um, but they don't necessarily have new product to show. Um, to me, that's like, like, what are you doing, guys? I mean, this is Shanghai. You know, you should have a new product if you've got a new product in the entire year you should be showing it here this is, is it, where you want to show it what, what you're mentioning is, is is I think one important point I had a I had a conversation I can't tell you who this but like with a very very high level executive uh, from the design from the design car design world and we were talking about where things are going and I think Neo here in China regardless of if you like the design or not but what they're doing is like they're understanding that it's becoming a service we're talking about mobility we're talking about service all the time but they're actually showing like what can we do so the car is just one of the things that they do so obviously it's mega present here because it is a car show but you know they're trying to like breaking this up there's like you know here's our power system like you know they actually had um 
an entire swapping station where they showed how the car drives in, they change the battery, the car comes out again. So just to give you a little bit of a perspective, we're not talking with Neo about a car company anymore. We're talking about a mobility company, a service company. Mm -hmm. So it might be that Neo is not even here in two years or four years' time because for them, cars are just a necessity. Yeah, so they say, yeah, we have to show the cars or whatever. But this really shows where China is going as well. And for me, Neo is the first glimpse of the future. And it's really, it's kind of funny to then compare it um, to one of my biggest problems with the show was you had three or four Volkswagen stands. So just for you guys who don't know, Volkswagen, of course, was here as like the Volkswagen brand. Then there was a stand just for Saig Volkswagen because there's a joint venture and they produce Volkswagens here in China. And then there's another one, which was FAW Volkswagen. That was here as well, uh, which is the joint venture with FAW that they have and Skoda and all these kind of things. So you have three Volkswagen brands all showing somehow the same cars. And then on the other hand, you have Neo that doesn't show you, you know, 100 million cars. They show you a lot of cars in terms of like you can sit on them and stuff like that. But you know, they show you like, no, 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 this is a service. Like, this is the overall thing. And, you know, Volkswagen has done like, you know, they could, they could have rented an entire hall just with all their stuff with Audi as well. And you would have probably only used one stand because on the rest, you know, you've seen the China produced, uh, you know, cars and all these things. You know, there is this big discrepancy over here. And I think, you know, with, with Neo is showing where the future of, of car shows actually could go to. And we were discussing this before. You know, will we have car shows in the next two years? With something like Neo, yes, we will, because then the car, you know, the car show will evolve into like mobility, into service. But the car is still a fundamental part of that. So, you know, that's going to be interesting because it's a much better picture again, branding-wise, and what they want to paint, where they're going, um, than you know, like, you know, even Volkswagen um, in that sense. But yeah, yeah. No, there's one. There's one Volkswagen that you mentioned that you failed to mention. Rather, was the Jetta. Jetta yes, is yes. another, so they've got like three products, um, basically two of which are just rebranded Volkswagen Group products. So they've got a Seat um, SUV that is now a Jetta. Um, they have obviously the the, the trusted um, Jetta, which is called something else here, and I'm blanking on what that is. But anyway, so they have three new products. Um, they're not all Volkswagen, but they're all Volkswagen Group products, two of which are like SUV crossover, have been rebranded from Seat and Skoda. And um, one is a traditional Volkswagen product here in China. Um, and so now that is the Jetta brand, yeah. the separate correct, Jetta correct, brand. Yeah. So that's another Volkswagen stand. And there's a lot of um, Volkswagen stands, yes. But what I was talking about is the legacy automakers are showcasing things that are going to be traditional kind of business as usual. So building another brand because you could sell more cars without thinking about the whole mobility aspect as yeah. Neo is, as um, you know, perhaps even Volvo is. Um, and they showed that before um, in LA, for example, where they didn't have cars on the stand the first day. Um, but it's interesting that there are um, these companies and, and the, the legacy automakers are kind of stuck in this rut, if you will, and unable to kind of evolve and move forward. And um, also, uh, you know, I mean, you look at big automakers like like GM and, and JLR, and, and they're really struggling um, because there's a shift that needs to take place. And we've talked about this yeah. already, obviously, in, in previous podcasts, um, where 
there's a lot of things, the changes that are happening, restructuring, and, and people are, you know, being laid off, made redundant because of these structural changes that are happening within these legacy organizations. And NEO is kind of a safe bet. All of these startups are like much safer bets than they were ever in the past. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, because they're actually yeah. looking at the big picture. They're looking at where can we be in 10 years? You know, what are we, you know, and they're really, they've got the, they're, they're playing long. And that's, that's um, I think, What's very important to note um, is that we're seeing some, you know, automakers that are brand new that are really looking into the future and some are like executing this better than others. Um, but it's really very, very interesting to see. It sure is. It sure is. But, uh, you know, let's let's move on and actually discuss the cars in let's detail. Let's do this. Let's do this. Like, you know, that's what we're here for in the yeah. end. Yeah. Uh, let's actually start with the Neo. Uh, the Neo ET. <laughs> it's phony home. Um, so it is a sedan and we had a big discussion about this yesterday um, you already mentioned you like it my personal opinion on it is it's kind of a bit too conservative I mean I understand that obviously they have to do you know that to kind of sell the cars they've now shown the ES6 as well you know um, so the ET will then be the, the, the sedan is called preview as well so it's actually as you mentioned it is almost done I just don't see the point like for me the biggest problem with that is it's not progressive enough to justify a price that might be similar to an ES8 yeah? what is the difference in that? I mean the Chinese obviously love the Nomi system so that, that will be in there but moving forward from an exterior perspective where are they moving towards you know and from my from my side, the biggest issue is the front. I don't think the front is well resolved. I mean, they've chosen obviously the face uh, in the um, in the ES8. So the, I'm, I'm not 100% sure if they can move that into you know further kind of vehicles that might might not be an SUV. I mean, you see that struggling here a little bit. Actually, the shoulders are quite nice. Sometimes a little bit too wide, um, I think, on the rear. But uh, the side view is very well resolved. I think if you look into it just from the side. It's not a bad car, um, but like you know, it, it, it's that kind of thing. It misses the details. I think this is what what makes it. Yeah, it looks nice. It's good, but at the same time, it's not. It's not like for me this kind of outstanding things. Like whoa, everybody has to see that. There's you know a few bits and pieces missing, in terms of you know details, uh, and obviously the interior, where where I'm just not 100% convinced. Yeah, I mean. It's not rewriting anything. I, I do like... It's got the corporate face. So it's got the Neo kind of logo thing going on, which is very well done, I think. Um, it's not like, you know, breaking any rules. It's not revolutionary, but it is well done. And, you know, proportionately, that's all that they looked at, clearly, because I think it's very well done. Uh, you know, you talked about the, 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 the side profile. That obviously is very well when you look at that car in side view it's just everything is right everything is perfect you know and i like the haunches at the rear i like the 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 line across the the c pillar i like all of these kind of elements um and it's it's and it's pretty restrained but then again you look at tesla and it's not like you know revolutionary in terms of design i think this one is a step forward um in 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 that regard and teslas are massively successful so if you've got a homegrown brand that's showing a similar um, aesthetic. I'm not going to say that it's copying Tesla because it's not, but it's a very similar, very controlled, very yeah. simple aesthetic. 
that I think is very appealing. It's very elegant, um, you know. And so I think that's great. And again, it does have an interior. It's just all the windows are like you know limo tints. So you can't see inside and um, you know sit in it or check it out. But I think it's good. But it's that's not my star of the show. I mean, there's there's certain things that you know when you walk around here, um, you know there are cars that we've seen in the past. Um, there are cars that are also um, evolving a theme. Uh, the Infinity is a clear example. Yeah. That is a very, very good, very well resolved. Something that's really um, much closer to production. So I'm told uh, is going to be, um, you know, a, a reality for that brand. And I think, you know, they've got. They're finding their groove, you know, under Kareem Habib. Now it's like, it's a very clear differentiation from the, because we talked about this, I think, yeah. as well, where, you know, what is Nissan? What is Infiniti? It's kind of blurring the boundaries. And yes, it is in certain um, elements, like the surfacing, for example, for a while, there was too much kind of similarity. But now we're seeing clear differentiation between the brands, certainly from these concepts that we've seen um, in recent times. So, um, you know, the, the IMAX, the... Um, IMQ uh, that was shown in Geneva and, and now these Infinity um, you know Inspiration Q and Infinity Inspiration QS which is the new one here for Shanghai uh, I, the S it, I don't think it's for Shanghai <laughs> but it's, uh, it's definitely a more sporting uh, you know when you look at for example in the carpeting there's this like reddish tone um, and there's kind of like little red accents within the front driver's seat um, area of that vehicle, which were um, not on the previous um, Infinity concept, which was shown in Detroit. The SUV was more of an SUV. This is more of a sedan, um, and it is it is brilliant. It's again very muted, you know, colorways on the interior, really showing Japanese um, inspiration and luxury. Um, the interior was designed in Japan, like yeah. the other one. Um, the exterior came out of London, uh, uh, you know, and. It was uh, brilliant work again with the from the NDE studio because I think it's just I think it's just bang on what it needs to be and and the front face is very different than anything that we've seen before and they're really yeah. finding their own identity so I think that is one of one of the highlights of the show here for me 100% agree and uh, you know we don't want to sound boring because it seems like at the moment every time we do one of these show reviews Infinity comes out on top but <laughs> they are just doing an incredibly good job at the moment um, I think this entire leadership that's at the Infinity brand at the moment starting with Karim also with you know Matt Weaver um, but also with people down like such as uh, Stefan Jano like you know Taisuke um, but like also really talented people that are working on this you know it's not a lot of people but it's just a bunch of really talented guys and you you, you feel that they want to do something now we had a conversation obviously with a bunch of Infinity people and we said like we hope you're actually allowed to put it into production as closely as possible that is obviously the big question mark if that's really going to come in exactly that way but they're just doing a lot of things right at the moment and I think if you even if you start looking into like you know what was the project 10 uh, which was the first car that Karim actually you know did the evolution from that into like you know an SUV more like a coupe version now is incredible and I think I I want them to succeed I really do it's be, you know obviously they pulled out of the European market recently mm. maybe they're coming back maybe they're not coming back um, but if they're moving towards that, you know, this car will be a, a success here in China, will be a success over here in, in, in the US as well. 
and that should be uh, that should be the, the direction to move forward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've said it before. I, I'm quite sure on this podcast before, but um, I, I grew up in the states. Obviously, I, I was there at the inception of the Infinity brand, and it's it's quite interesting to see because the Q45 when it came out did not have a grill. So when you look back into the history of the Infinity brand, which is not a very long history at all, um, but you know, again, at the same time as Toyota in 1989, that brand was launched, and it was launched with some really innovative, um, you know, vehicles at the time. You know, not only the Q45, but then they came out with um, um, the. Uh, what was it, the J30, which was like, you know, this kind of sloping rear, and then, you know, the FX, um, you know, and we can't forget the FX because we're in front of this Venusia concept right now, and this is um, a performance concept. I forget what it's called. Um, it's, anyway, it's like the Vision X or, uh, anyway, something like that. They've got, they've got two cars here, and this is basically very, very, uh, similar to what the FX was, um, and we're talking, what, almost 20 years, more than that. I mean, you know, um, almost 30 years ago, um, you know. Uh, so that FX was groundbreaking. Nissan did, a, unfortunately, did not do a very good job marketing that vehicle. But Infiniti as a whole, as a company, was extremely innovative until... I don't know what happened, but they lost their nerve and they started doing things like the, you know, M35, which look it up, it's a horrendous little uh, box, and then the G20, which is a rebranded Nissan Primera. So um, it's a shame that that happened, but it's again finding its mojo. And I don't want to, I don't want to spend too much time on Infinity because it does seem like we've spoken about them before. And I mean, they, it is definitely one of the highlights of the show. I wouldn't put it at the very top, um, but there's there's other things that. Uh, again, we're in Shanghai, which is a very different market. China's a very different market than yeah. anywhere else. So you talked about the conservatism that we saw in Geneva and certainly in the European market in general. Um, in the U.S. as well, it doesn't seem like. But here it's all about anime and flash and graphic, graphic. And this is actually pretty cool when you get close to it. Um, certainly in the headlights and the tail light, like the, the, the whole like... Um, even the surfacing is actually quite good. The panel gaps are good. Of the Venusia nice. concept. Of the Venusia yeah. concept here behind us. Um, opposite me is, you know, maybe we'll show it in, uh, in, a, in another kind of uh, overlay here, but is, uh, is a thing called the Geon, um, the Geon Matchless. And that is an absolute atrocity. <laughs> um, but anyway, it looks like a semi-truck from the front, like proper. It's... it's, it's Everything is wrong about that car. <laughs> but anyway, and I'm looking at it right now, but what's behind me um, is actually doing a very good job in communicating, you know, branding, for example, with the V in, you know, in the cat rail. Um, you know, the, the other um, SUV, which is over here in our shot, is, um, is also nice. I mean, it's, it does have some overtones of Range Rover, and certainly Land Rover is very popular. SUVs are very popular, as are minivans here um, in this market. But it's it's more you know like the the gold trim and and the again the graphics you know it's all about graphics I mean and which is why I think we can move into another thing is one of the highlights of this show is Audi and if we talk about graphics I mean you're talking parametric design on this thing like there's <laughs> no tomorrow graphically that car is spot on for this market yeah. um, you know and you know they've got lots of really cool things um, my I'm, I'm more, I don't know, you know, maybe I'm getting old, but I'm, I'm less, I'm less about the, 
crazy graphic like split up uh, anyway um, like aesthetic of the exterior but the interior um, is you know is really really very cool and calm and tranquil and 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 with the real plants floating around in there and the wood it's very warm and but at the same time it's you know geared towards car sharing it's i think it's a very very well resolved piece and i spent some you know a bit of time talking to the designers as we mentioned um you know for ui and ux as well um you know it's it's got a great story and um you know i think yes it's not to everyone's taste i've i've definitely seen a lot of negative commentary um you know uh, floating around about that car um but i think you know in terms of you know lighting for example audi's always kind of led in that regard in that in that area um and i think it's a very very nice um little thing and and that that stand is swamped because of its audi maybe but it's um i think it's it's very cool and to see it side by side next to the acon which we've seen before which is the big brother yes, pretty much is um is is also very interesting um so, now, what, so what's it called? It's the AME or AIME? AIME, I want to say, yeah. yeah. Artificial Intelligence Mobility Experience. Yeah. That sounds about right, doesn't <laughs> it? I don't know. I just pulled that uh, out of my magician's no, hat. I, I think, you know, I, I, from my perspective and from what I've heard, this car is a little bit of the successor of the A2. Yeah. That's what some people have been saying. Yes, yeah. I don't so, think Audi said it. No, no, Audi hasn't said that. But it's you know it's kind of a little bit of the rumor, like you know the communication of what's going on. And you know, I, I I do agree with you on the interior. I think you know they have done a very very good job. Audi has recently done some very good interiors. I mean, the A8 was another example that was really really well resolved. The exterior, I find it tricky. I find it difficult. Um, it's obviously for us Europeans it's a little bit too much but then again you've mentioned the parametrics around it you know parametrics is the hottest thing in China like everything every car every grill has to be done like you know parametrically and you know if you don't have it then you're not cool enough for the market and all these things so they are they understand that this car is for a China market yeah now the biggest problem that I can see, and this coming back a little bit to the Neo problem, is that Audi still doesn't have an idea what autonomous driving is for them. And this car shows that again. There's no continuous idea in those concept cars what is autonomous driving for you. you know? And they say, like, oh, you know, we're the leader of innovation and everything within the Volkswagen group. And yeah, they do have a lot of problems because of the diesel gates still, but they're not really pushing you know, like this innovation in terms of an intelligent innovation. Yeah, so why is autonomous driving doing one thing? Why is autonomous driving doing one thing and another thing to the to the car? And and this is, this is something that I found a little bit um, sad, I think. You know, because there's so much potential in there. Um, similar thing, you know, goes to the uh, the, the Volkswagen ID rooms. Uh, I think it's called. You know, I I saw it and I was just like, again, it's well made. You know, there's nothing wrong about it. But at the same time, why? You know, there's where is the development of that? You know, it's just that I okay. So it seems like ID. Okay, we need to do something because of this diesel gate. Let's do electric cars. Are they fundamentally well made? No. Like you know, there's this kind of. It's almost like the Chinese mentality. Let's push something out very very quickly, rather than you know to like step back a little bit, really work about it. You know, work with it, 
develop it a little bit and then come out with something incredible this was the same feeling i had with the audi it was just like oh you know crap we need to do something so let's do something in like six months or like three months or whatever and then build that car um and and that's a little bit sad because i think especially compared to the infinity in the infinity there's always a progression they know what they want to do but you can always track it back to the last one and you know where the ideas are coming from um and this is this is something that i i worry a little bit from 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 design development i'm going to be very interested to see what's going to happen in um in frankfurt what audi's going to do there but it, it kind of goes hand in hand you know with their problems of finding the face again you know in the grill and 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 you know what is that supposed to mean and it's it's the kind of emphasis for me on what's the problem at Audi at the moment is is this it's not deciding where to go and then go with it it's more just like oh let's try this and let's try that and i understand where concept cars are coming from but in particular you see the icon and you see the ai me you know i have my problems a little bit in that where where is the following through and uh, and that's a little bit sad because i think you know they have all this potential but if are they are they are they going all the way i don't know yeah i mean you know i'm not like i'm not in love with with what they're doing um and and you're right i mean it is kind of missing some continuity but i think there is a story there i think you know in terms of car sharing in terms of you know what is a vehicle from from an audi perspective and certainly a car sharing vehicle because they're not really a car sharing company right i mean this is like a premium brand it's very well known within the elitist um group and the government here in 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 china um it's always kind of had this high class kind of notoriety um so for them to kind of come out and show something like that ai me or ami which is you know to love in french which is great strange anyway um is 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 yeah it's I think they're exploring, right? It's a concept car. It's not a production car. They're exploring, they're looking at their options, trying to find their way, and you know, that car does have some cool ideas. Um, you know, and if we conversely look at, you know, what's happening on the other side of the Volkswagen group is, you know, um it's Volkswagen ID rooms, all of these ID concepts, it's just a bit old world to me. I mean, swivel seats coming out like come on guys, like you know, that's like a decade old, man. Yes. So I don't know, maybe it's again the problem with, you know, the Volkswagen legacy. I mean, you know at the time the Silva was like all like simple and purity going back to the De Silva days now. You know, these cars I don't want to say they bore me, but it's just like there's no, you know, ID, it's like there's no like adventure no sensuality no like it's more product design but like mm-hmm. simple like bare like this couch product design type thing i don't know um i'm just not overly enthusiastic about any of the id concepts that we've shown except maybe the first one um i thought had you know some cool you know and, and colorways and things as mm-hmm. well like you know some cool kind of branding ish ideas and things but the last little buggy thing i mean come on like what that's that was a joke i don't know yeah. if that was just like you know meant to showcase the kind of bandwidth of, yeah, of the their platform, platform yeah. or whatever yeah. but um but this id rooms you know again is showing a very similar aesthetic and um but it's not rewriting anything and it's not you know particularly adventurous and i think audi is taking a you know taking it to you know explore different areas yeah. as to where it is that they could potentially go in terms of design for what is a very changing and rapidly evolving yeah. um you know space you so. know like if you understand a little bit of Volkswagen what is interesting about them is they only do show cars concept cars on platforms that are feasible yeah? so 
when we see like you know the Infinity P10 for example yeah, that's not a platform that we will see on the street so Volkswagen has this commitment that they show every car that we show on a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a car show or an event can actually be produced mm. yeah. maybe they should get away from that now. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, uh, obviously, it's, it's obviously an idea where I'm saying maybe it's time to do that um, to show a little bit more hey look we have new ideas we have different ways of doing things um, and to really kind of bring the, the, the brand back up because that, that, that we get into that problem it's like yeah you know what is it it's a show car like you actually want to produce it or like you know where, 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 where is the line maybe they should do what, what BMW did you know in terms of like showing you know the per concept is like 80-90% there right yeah. but then they show yeah. the visions the visions yes correct and the visions is like blue sky thinking like yeah. crazy like you know out there that would be a good idea yeah, that I would be a good idea that would be good you know again you mentioned Dieselgate yeah that's not you know so far back in the rear view um it's still something that they're grappling with right now and it you know Volkswagen it's a behemoth um they have a whole lot of cash but they can't necessarily you know just be tossing it around right now. now yeah because uh oh, you know that was a, a real big deal Dieselgate yeah. and, and they're still paying for yeah. that and they will be for a little while well, um yeah but anyway right. let's I, move I on with you yes next that, that was uh, good Next one, um, which which one stuck to our minds? Where we where we say like this was hmm. this was another great one because this is the problem about Shanghai a little bit. It's it's a very production show, yeah. So a lot of the cars that you will see here are actually going into production or production ready. You don't have that many show cars or concept cars around here. So <laughs> I think I'm struggling a little bit to find, you know, to come up with one that I that was new to here as well, I think. Right. That's, the, that's the thing. They recycled a number of things. Like Skoda showed the IV. Um, Vision, yeah. The Vision car, mm -hmm. the yellow one from Geneva. Um, I saw, uh, what, what was it? I think kia showed uh, their geneva car here as well so mm -hmm. you know there wasn't there wasn't that many of the new cars around here um, unfortunately yeah. no you're right and um a lot of it is kind of recycled you know i mean not recycled but you know if you if you've been to other motor shows you would have seen some of the things that are, you know european and um oh the mercedes um, oh right the mercedes so, so that's a new one yeah the little uh, what is it the little gbq or whatever it's called i have no idea it's a it's a glb glb G, what is the g class right the, forgive us about yeah. the name sorry no. i'm blanking right now but it's basically a little um, it's a b class on gle exactly, platform exactly no it's like the it's like the the big guy um and anyway it's it's crazy Uh, not only are we jet lagged, but we have not been sleeping very much since we got here. We're on Shanghai time and Shanghai brain, so sorry about that. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a G class, right? I think it's a G class, the big guy. Anyway, um, and it's this a G, is a it's B. based on the GLE, but it's I think yeah, it's based on the GLE. Well, it looks and, butch. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, and I haven't actually spent much time. Now the thing is. Uh, as we mentioned before, this show is vast. I haven't even seen everything that I want to see um, that is new. Um, what I have seen has mostly been from the Chinese automakers just because I want to get my head around everything that's happening, which is very difficult and complicated, hence why I think my brain is having a, a bit of an issue right now remembering even like you know uh, something as old as the, uh, the G-Wagon. Um, but anyway, um, there are like a lot of concepts 
and a lot of new cars and I think this is where you want to be showing those things you know your ideas you know and you want to be present in this market because this show is going to get some massive coverage and again it's a very important market so either Shanghai or Beijing um, people are going to be showing things and so when I see things like you know legacy automakers like Cadillac for example um, who are actually present here you know and they're not showing things. Buick has a few things, um, but well, Cadillac had that one black on black show car. I think you know. What, is what it is a show that? car? I think it's a show car. Or is yeah. it? A, I think it's yeah. an XT6. They just have an XT6. Anyway, um, I have I haven't seen a new thing at Cadillac, so I could be mistaken. Um, but you know, again, this show is vast. I haven't covered uh, all of it. Um, I have seen a few things. I think it's interesting, you know, to see the Karma Penanfarina partnership taking shape um, that car is obviously extremely dated the original um, Fisker Karma yeah. uh, was produced what like a long time ago <laughs> was that like in 2008 I think it that came out a long out. time ago so but, um, over a decade for sure but okay so let, let's talk about this actually because there was this weird thing and we talked about this with Karma where they have an internal design team yes. which designed the GT version Mm-hmm. And then there's the Pininfarina car as well. So they That's gave right. one out to Pininfarina and one they did it internally. Yep. Now, I'm not quite sure if you if you agree on this one, but it looks to me with you know the Batista that we saw in Geneva, now with this stuff that comes out from Pininfarina for Karma, is that Pininfarina has problems of losing this Ferrari vibe, especially in the front. I think, you know, the front of the Karma has way too many indications that it could be a Ferrari. You'd have some hints on on, um, on a Lamborghini. And from the side view, it looks like a DB11. Mm. So they pretty much just like, you know, stretch the DB11 a little bit and then that's pretty much that car. So do you actually think that, you know, Pininfarina, from, from, from that kind of side, from, you know, from the stuff that we have seen now, are actually still capable of developing, you know, new identities, or do you think they're stuck? Because I have this feeling when I saw the Karma, I was really, I was, I was like, whoa, is this really like, you know, what, what is this? Is this, is this a Ferrari or like, you know, well, I, I have no idea. So it was a little bit strange to see that, that you know, it seems like they don't, they don't have their, their mojo. It's more like, oh, you know, let's look into the past, what we've done, and then they always come back to Ferraris. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting because obviously Penafrina has a very long history of producing Ferraris and they were very successful and they were renowned for that. So to come back to that aesthetic is not um, is not bad per se, but it's definitely not what a traditional coach builder would do yeah. traditionally. Um, so, you know, typically there were, you know, idea farms where you would go and they would give you something and, you know, they would then create a brand for you. Now, I don't know, maybe they are kind of stuck in this Ferrari kind of um, era uh, or, you know, aesthetic where, you know, they. I'm sure a lot of people within Penanfrina have been working on that uh, within the the company for a while and have therefore, um, you know, found something that you know why throw the baby out with the bathwater type thing let's continue building on something that's successful now perhaps that's the thing um but as you mentioned i mean you know uh karma does have an internal design team uh but yeah with um with penanfrina coming on board that's you know a little bit um shrunken in size um they certainly you know 
Um, they they don't have what they did have certainly under under Fisker back in the day. But um, it's interesting, and it was due time, really high time to uh, to build on the initial Karma because, like we said, that design is dated and it's been yeah. you know been through and and then some so you know you have to kind of do something that is going to be an evolution of the brand show the brand's next steps where are they going what are they going to do what could potentially be a direction these are concept cars as well none of them are actually production ready right yeah. so um so i mean it's just again just seeing what's what's possible i think the the partnership between pen and Frina and and and, and karma will develop into hopefully creating something and opening up into you know something that is more than certainly just one model and certainly more than what we've seen take place on the karma um in in the in the past um and you know so i think that is going to be a fruitful one um so i guess i don't know do you want to say anything no i i I think you know this is still something that's very much china i think like you know where the chinese money is coming from is you know they they go to companies such as pininfarina icona is another example um rather than developing their own story you Mm. know and i think especially with those Chinese car companies to do that is probably not a great idea like no offense to Pinfarina or Karma uh, and um, Icona but they, they are not companies that build brands you know they, they, are, they do sketches they develop a car but those are not fundamental companies that build brands you know it should happen internally for sure uh, exactly and I, and I think we can, we can see that and Karma was a little bit like that because the Pininfarina car if you don't have the Karma logo on there could be anything you know, there was nothing that was particularly a karma um, that that I would then just say like you, that's it. You know, and you can you can see that a lot of times. I mean, we spoke with a lot of people from 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 Geely, for example, and they told us like yeah, because we need this kind of capacity. You can see that in the cars as well. I mean, we see so many cars over here that have different front faces, where you ask the question, how can this happen? And it happens because of that. So. You know, there's still a long way to go, and at these shows, and you know, don't get us wrong, Shanghai is incredible in terms of a show. I mean, you have so many people around here. If you really want to meet your peer, or you, you know, your peer group, you have to come to Shanghai. You know, it's it's the number one spot because because of the market situation. Every big name pretty much comes here. Uh, with you know, the only exception of obviously the guys from Hyundai because they're in uh, in New York at the moment. Mm. But everybody is here. So if you really want to get to know your peers or if you want to meet them after... I met someone yesterday that, uh, you know, I spoke with him and he saw someone he hadn't seen for 17 years. Like, you know, (laughs) Shanghai is that show where the people are coming together because of the market. And that's, that's for me, the biggest takeaway, I think, of the shows. There's a lot of development to go still in, in China. And I think a lot of growing within the companies as well. But we've seen a very positive move towards good design quality mm-hmm. um, and Certainly, also yes. also just let's say good design yeah it's not exceptional um, you know if it, it's kind of boring to say but you know the infinity was by far the best one I think uh, to kind of show really creativity and you know what 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 that kind of creativity can do to a brand but the overall quality over here is really good. I mean, the the average level, the median is in, is really nice and much better than, for example, and I would say in Detroit. The Detroit median was much lower. You had some really big highs, but you had some very deep lows. 
You have some very deep lows here as well, like this thing, you know, Gion thing or whatever it's called. But um, <laughs> the the average thing is like I think if you if you were in China and you said like oh you know I have a budget and a limited budget and I want to buy a car, you will find a car here that you will like for a very reasonable price. If that is a Dongfeng, if that's a Geely, if that's a Chang'an, uh, you know SAIC. I mean, you know we haven't spoken about Chang'an SAIC. Yeah. Um, G- and GAC as well. GAC, um, you know, they've they've shown, yeah, GAC showed actually the concept that they had in Detroit. They're showing that here, so yes. it's been recycled. So yeah, but there's a couple of new products as well um, on the stand. But I mean, you know, there are a lot of new cars here, and certainly from the Chinese brands, you know, certainly things that we haven't seen. I think GAC has like three different cars, like S and anyway. And and the names also, it's really quite confusing um, if you're not aware of everything that's happening. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, there are some cool things. You're absolutely right in terms of like quality. Um, there's still some companies that are being led by engineering. You can see it. It's wrong. Um, you know, uh, wheel dimensions or, you know, just uh, glass to body ratio or, you know, I mean, all sorts of things where the package is not clearly being taken on from design and being handed down to them, you know, just like spacing within the wheel arches, ride height. I mean, all sorts of things that just aren't correct. Um, and, you know, un- unfortunately, you know, some brands are suffering. But overall, yes, quality has yeah. taken, you know, has leaps and bounds forward. But again, that's because China is developing very, very, very quickly. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, it's been a good show so far. Um, and, you know, we haven't spoken all that much, unfortunately, about design, I think, <laughs> um, this show uh, around. There are some cool things. Um, it's certainly worth a trip out here. Um, if you're around. Yeah, yeah. I mean... You know, it's just a shame that you can't get into cars and that you can't see interiors and that some manufacturers just per- con- completely didn't even bother with uh, developing interiors. Um, and that's really my only biggest um, issue um, is, you know, in 2019, we should be seeing more interiors more than, yeah. than we are here at this show. But anyway, cool. it's been a good one. Yeah. And, so before uh, we leave... Enjoyed it. Before we leave, as always... Best concept car. Oh, we're gonna do that. best production car, and worst of the show. You can you can choose which one you want to start with. All right. Um, best concept, man. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna I'm just gonna highlight the things that I've seen that I liked. Um, the Audi I liked. That's a concept clearly, but I think it's cool. I think it's great for this market. Um, I think yes it is very busy um, yes there are some things that people certainly if you're uh, traditional more conservative you're not going to enjoy um, what's happening within the exterior of that vehicle um, the interior I think is very nice um, it's not groundbreaking to have your steering wheel come out but I think you know the the eye detect the way that everything kind of works and moves and you know the 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 way that the interior kind of adapts and the, the colorways and the kind of tones and the, the way that it makes you feel and the live plants and things like that. It's, it's, it's very inviting and welcoming and serene and calm. And I think that's really cool. Um, and so I like that, um, you know, Audi uh, co- from a concept perspective. Cool. I'll take the... Um I don't want to sound that you know. You'll take the Infinity, of course. I'll take the Infinity. Of course you will. The, the, I know. The, the Infinity is really I know you nice will. Now. I like uh, the Infinity as well. There's no question about but I, it. It's like, very, I, very I good. have to say, I mean, you know, obviously, 
I would like to say like there's I think two. So like for me from the Western perspective or like you know let's say more established car companies, Infinity is clearly um, the car to go to at the show, um, especially in terms of the story that they tell with the with you know with other three show cars in the whole process. But I want to say one thing as well, and this is why it's a tie for me. I like that Geely a lot. Yes, yeah? I agree. Very that nice. That Geely brief uh, preface is super nice, and I, it, you know, it's credit where credits due. Um, really well done, and you know, for me, from like a Chinese car manufacturer, really not bad. Really, really not bad. I agree. I yeah? agree. It's very, very well done. Um, very nice. I wish that I could have gotten a bit of a better look on the yeah. interior. Um, to me, you know, I don't know. I, I, you know, I've been in this game for a while, and exterior, of course, it's still, you know, but I think what's going to be driving us forward, and pardon the pun, <laughs> is the interiors. And and if you can't actually get a good look at it, I mean, you know, it's it's a shame. If you look at like something like uh, Kiantu, for example, um, Dan Duranku's brand, you know, the Dragonfly emblem, it's very um, China. Um, but that interior, this is a concept that was shown last year, I think, in Beijing, is actually really nice. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the colorway split, the, you know, chauffeur during the week, driver during the weekend. Um, it's a cool story. It's a yeah. very nice story. And it's a very it's relevant. And, and well executed as well. Yeah, I think story, that's, the, so. that's the point. Okay, so production car. Uh, I have absolutely no idea. I'm going to let you go first <laughs> on that one because I have absolutely no idea production wise. Um, out of the new ones, to be honest, I'm struggling. Something that made its debut here. Like, I don't even know. I haven't seen anything well, that's made its debut here that is uh, worthy of a prize from me. Yeah, that, that, no, no, but, that, but that's, ex that's exactly the point. I mean, there was a lot of solid stuff, but was there, like, you know, a hands-down, you know, production car... Like, you know, we had in Geneva, we had the um, the Peugeot 208 where we just said, like, yeah, this was fantastic and, yeah. you know, hands down. Yeah. Um, probably not. I, you know, for me, what was cool, XC40 facelift, that was, you know, like for here, for China, um, that was not bad. But for the other guys, phew, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm at a loss as well. I've been looking down here, you know, because I took some notes on my phone. I'm actually trying to consult with my with my phone to see what it is that we've seen that's been revealed at the show that's production. And, um, you know, there's not, like, all that much. Like, you know, um, if you look at it, some of it, like, you know, Lexus LM is like... A, a, just putting a, a grafting a Lexus face onto an existing uh, minivan, one of which we, we saw actually driving around um, today, you know, on our way to the show. Uh, there isn't all that much that's like, you know, really interesting. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, if we start going down the facelift route, you know, then we can talk Lincoln Co., right? I mean, I actually like their, in the beginning, I have to say, when I first saw it, another Geely brand, again, must me said, uh, Geely owns a lot of brands. <laughs> Um, and Lincoln Co. It, at first, I was kind of like, eh, you know, I'm not really all that sure about this kind of front face identity. It looked like a bug, and then the rear lights. It's like, eh. I think it's um, it takes a while to kind of grow on you. But I think I've, we've seen again a few kind of driving around on the road, and I think you know from a facelift perspective, it looks it's good. It's good. Looks yeah, good. it's nice. Yeah. So, um, but you know, it's not it's not a 
all new production designed yep. by a long shot. But anyway, cool. uh, I right, thought so, it was so, I so thought it was cool. But. So let's leave the production out there because <laughs> I think that's that, that's a there's been bit a lot of facelifts tricky. actually. Yeah, a lot of facelifts. A lot of facelifts here. Yeah. So worst of the show, my absolute favorite category all the time. Do you want to start or? I might as well. I'm staring at the thing. <laughs> I've been looking at the thing for the last hour. This thing is horrendous, Eddie. Our our guy is uh, our production, our guy. production man is going to like hopefully get a shot of this thing it's, and it's, just it's overlay actually, it because so, I so I can't do it justice in words and I don't want to. It's horrendous from a surfacing perspective, <laughs> from a lighting perspective, even the message on the front. Like I mean, it's got everything, right? It's got everything that a like modern day electric sedan should have. It's actually uh, uh, um, uh, it's a it's a wagon actually because it's it's you know it's a hatchback. It's, yeah. it's a sport back. Um, but it's just horribly executed. Everything, <laughs> like the, the wheels, the stance, the front face. Like I said, it looks like a semi truck barreling down at you. And but it's got that you know that screen in the front. But again, horrendous. So it's the horrendous. the Gion, and actually let's let's put it down to the name. It's called the Matchless, Matchless. and that's probably Matchless. what it is. <laughs> so all right, now I'm going to say something controversial here. We discussed this actually before. We've seen this over here. Um, at the show for the first time, I think it was actually like you know the the official like you know public premiere, Porsche Cayenne Coupe. I haven't ever, I haven't actually seen that. I haven't gone horrible, to horrible, <laughs> horrible. Now you know I've 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 said bad things about this thing already, like you know in in our last conversation. But man, no, this is just not needed anymore. It's like you know what is it? Like you know it's not a Macan, it's not a Cayenne. It looks horrible. The turbo version is slightly better than normal version. Man, just throw it in the bin right away. Of course, it's going to sell shitloads over here in China because it's obviously like, sure. you know, it's Porsche, it's, a, it's an SUV. So they will be fine with doing that. But for me, absolutely horrible, definitely worst of the show. And I know I'm going to get a little stick for that because, you know, I know a lot of our people that listen and watch, they do like Porsches. But uh, that one, unfortunately, is for the bin. Well, if you, you know, I mean, a lot of people like, I like Porsches, you know. Um, I'm not a big fan of what they've done with the SUVs. Uh, this, as you mentioned, is probably going to be a runaway success <laughs> over here in, in China. I do not doubt that. Um, if you look around at a lot of these cars that have been unveiled from a number of different manufacturers, they are effectively replicating what um, Porsche has done, like, in, in the rear lighting in particular, like, you know, so many of these kind of um, sport back, uh, you know, fastback vehicles that we've seen in concept and production form from a number of automakers, I can't even begin to list them all, are referencing what Porsche did with the Panamera. Um, and now the new 911. I mean, there's so much Porsche in a lot of these um, uh, rear ends, you know, and a lot of these tail lamp uh, graphics, for example. The really thin band running across and the, you know, the four, like, I mean, it's so definitely a trendsetter Porsche and again they wouldn't even be around if they hadn't done the first Cayenne so you know and and again you know this market here it's funny because I when I first arrived in Shanghai I saw a lot of traditional Porsches so 911s and uh, Cayman and Panameras you know more car oriented not that the Panamera is a traditional Porsche in my view but um, and then you know we didn't see that many SUVs like not many of Macans and Cayennes and then you know over time we started to see see more of them and you know in this market in particular SUVs sell way way more 
And there are some local automakers you mentioned as well, uh, Build Your Dreams BYD, um, with uh, Mr. Wolfgang Egger at, the, Egger at the helm, former Audi under De Silva. And, um, he's out here with, uh, with BYD, and a lot of these you know, big Western names are doing things. De Silva is also doing sure. doing things here yeah he's in hog folks and you know those things but. and and so it's um but you know definitely porsche has been a trendsetter and and um they will continue to be popular certainly if the developed vehicles that are intended i think for a specific market like china and which is what i think this kind coupe yes yeah. cool all right now as always do let us know about your tops flops and you know everything else that you want to know about the Shanghai Motor Show 2019 yeah. um, we will be back I think the next show we actually will be back from is Frankfurt so we have a little bit of a break now yeah we'll be doing some intermittent things of I mean, course in the meanwhile if you want to see a photo gallery of this show I'm gonna try to put one up on form trends so you can access and see everything that we're talking about um, but yeah it's it's been it's been a good show um, I have certainly enjoyed it it's been fun And, um, you know, we're not actually going to take a break until Frankfurt. There's other things that we'll be talking yeah. about. Um, less kind of, you know, show reviews like what you're... Yeah. The next show review is going to be Frankfurt, so... Right. Um, and so, obviously, we will do some more podcasts in between. There might be another one. There might be another one. Uh, anyway, surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might, we might, you know, we might be going Maybe. to a few other ones. But, like, uh, you know, the next big one, the next yes. big official one will be, um, uh, will be Frankfurt 2019. And uh, yeah, so in the meantime, we hope you enjoyed that show uh, and our review. Uh, as mentioned, this one was a little bit of a tricky one because this is just so massive. But we enjoyed it clearly uh, and certainly. And we are looking forward to having you back very, very soon. And if you have any questions, as always, do ma you know message us. Yeah. And uh, yeah, all the best from us and from Shanghai. Take care. Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers.